Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Jones. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. It's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're talking Supercoach Draft and Natty joins me once again. This is part two of our Q&A uh, podcast that we recorded the other day. Today we're talking draft strategy. So we're talking about also preparation for draft day. So me and Natty go through a few of the do's and don'ts and also a couple of mistakes that we see guys make in our competition. Everyone's different, I understand that, but I think there's a lot of mistakes that guys make year in, year out, which I simply don't understand. Understand. I'm a big guy. I'm a big uh, fan of backing your gut feeling on draft day. I know a lot of people don't enjoy that. They like to be really well well prepared. But a lot of people I see on draft day, I think they're over prepared and it causes them a lot of trouble on the day. Uh, me and Natty are going to go through a few different strategies and then also talk about where you should be trying to draft because depending on your rules, it can be very different. And me and Natty, we dive into that pretty deep here. Let's kick it off. Mate, let's move to question number two. What is how? how oh, do I say what or how? What is the best way? How is the best way to prepare for draft day? Sorry, I had a little fucking seizure there. The yeah, best way to prepare yes. for draft day, mate. I have seen. I sit in my draft every year and I look around and there's blokes with bloody a a four Manila folders with papers all over the place. There's guys with rings and rings of paper in front of them. There's guys with spreadsheets open on, on, on the laptops. How do you go about it? Keep it simple, mate. I put my Bears jersey on first. I put draft day on the TV and watch a bit of that. Gets me in the mood. Bit of Kevin Costner. Take Vontae Mack no matter what. And then what I do... First, you need your pre-draft list set. And work on your pre-draft list from now up until when you draft. To be fluid. You need to be moving guys around with the information that you get when you get it. And you need to be taking guys out 
Like last night, Walker and I talked about Aiden Tolman. With that 60 average, he's going to be sitting very high on pre-draft list. Fuck him off now. If yeah. you're listening to this now and Aiden Tolman's high on your draft list, pre-draft list, get rid of him because you don't want the site to shit itself like it always does and you auto-draft Aiden Tolman, yeah? So make sure your pre-draft list is accurate, up-to-date, and it's set, ready to go. But on top of that, have a little bit of a cheat sheet. So I have... I have a couple of pieces of paper with a, a couple of ranks, ranking systems, uh, you know, a couple of um, so plan B guys. So I'll be coming out, the weekly rubdown, I'll be coming out with a bit of a tail of the tape series where we've got guys that have comparable stats. They're like for like. So just say you like Maddo, you don't get Maddo. Crichton's there. He's got comparable stats. It's a like for like. Get him. So you've got plan B players. Um, and then on top of that, fill the fridge full of piss and have a good time. <laughs> Mate, I'll tell you what I think is the biggest mistake I see each and every year. And blokes don't seem to learn from it. I sit there every year and I've, you know, I've got one bit of paper next to me with a list of guys that I'm interested in. The way that I do it, I essentially have a list of about 130 names and they are guys that I would be happy to have in my team. And that's what I stick to move yeah. those guys on, onto my list and if there's someone that I know I'm not overly keen on I let some other fucker take them and I get value in the guys that I genuinely want that's how I go about it it's a little bit more simplified I'm a big believer on draft day that you back your gut feel in you can plan as much as you want you can do whatever you want but if the bloke next to you or before or after you throws in a couple of spanners got to think on your head and you've just got to back your gut feel in there but the biggest mistake I see is blokes they show up with these spreadsheets of 100 names for each position and they cross them off as they as they get drafted and they spend no. half their time looking up and down a list for a name. I just don't understand it. I think Enjoy the less paper, draft, the better. Guys. Enjoy it. Exactly right. Enjoy it's it. Christmas Day. Back your gut feel in. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it Enjoy stupid it. simple. This is, this is where you do your work. Listening to podcasts like The Guru, like The Weekly Rubdown, and you do your study now. You do your work now so you can fucking enjoy the night. It's it's an incredible night. even Especially if you've got some lads that come over, crack a few beers, the banter's on. Mate, It's it literally is one of the best nights of the year, right? You don't want to be fucking going up and down your Excel spreadsheet and, and frantically trying to, oh, no, no, I've got to cross him off. Oh, no, where am I? I've lost my place. You've also got to be, oh, I always say this as well. It's one of my favorite quotes when it, when it comes to draft. Bruce Lee said, be like water. Be like water. Formless, shapeless, move with the draft, be fluid. If there's value there, take the value. Don't be so rigid that you're like, you let someone slip by that's just crazy value. Do you know what I mean? Enjoy the day. Enjoy the draft. It, it's the best. And I think one thing that people need to learn about draft is that you know, and I and I see it every single year, and I, and I, and I've done it myself sometimes. Where you know, I might be two picks away, and I go, "Yep, I'm going to take this bloke. I know who I want." Fucking, if you think you want that bloke, there's a really good chance the blokes around you are going to be keen on those blokes as well. If you don't have the next best guy ready to pick, and you've got two minutes on the clock, I'm sorry, that's on you. You need to be prepared for the worst case scenario, so you're ready for it. Hundred percent, that guy you want, but in on a little notepad next to you. Just start jotting some names down of the guys that still are available there that you would like to take as well. And that way, 
you know, you keep on top of the pick. So when it comes to your 60 seconds and you need to pick, you're not frantically trying to scroll through blokes and go, oh, God, I don't, don't know who to take. I see that a lot as well. It's You're watching the draft happen on your screen. You're watching the other blokes in your league take players. Keep on top of it. Stay focused. Enjoy it. It's fun. I'm so the- serious. Yeah, oh, mate, exactly right. You, you need it, it is the best day of the year, isn't it? Like there is nothing better, mate. It's it's so good. It's so my wife can see how much I enjoy it, and she actually she'll put beers in the fridge for me. She'll she'll set up the TV. She'll say, oh, the laptop's up there, you know. Or do you want my laptop? She sees how much I enjoy it and actually makes the day better for me. That's how fucking good it is, and it's. Last few years, I've been getting two or three blokes over as well. We sit around the dining table, and it's just a banter fest. It's just so good. Everyone's on their laptop, and it's like you, you know, someone takes someone, and you go, you're a fucking idiot. What is that? That was terrible. Best. It's the best. It really is. And the, the thing that I would say to people, instead of having you know six or seven spreadsheets in front of you and crossing names out, and my comp does this, and I think it's really good that we do it. We have a we have another mate that comes down with us. He comes down for the weekend. He's not actually in the draft, but he we put butcher's paper on every wall, and it's got each team on it, 1 to 17, and as we pick, he writes up the names. And the thing that's so special about it is is that you can see the two guys that are either side of you. You can see their team, and you need to be aware sort of team the other guys have got so if you know if there's a halfback on the board and you know that you know your say your pick 10 and you know that 11 12 and then 12 11 coming back if they've both got halfbacks you can leave that seven to when they come back later you need to be aware of what other people have and where their value is going to be because that's when you can get your really good picks out like i said you need to stay focused keep your head on a swivel and, um, yeah, like you said, no, take notice of what the other guys around you are doing. Another thing I want to note is that the draft site is a piece of shit and nothing has come out to, to tell me that, you know, it won't fucking shit itself again this year. So be prepared that it may crash or you might have problems um, on the site. Have either your phone and your computer, your phone and your laptop, your laptop and your computer have two sources going at once and another tip that Wooker said is get off your Wi-Fi use your data and that way if the Wi-Fi crashes or you have problems with connectivity you know you've, you've got a backup there as well and this is what you've got to start looking at these contingency plans like last year um, for our we we had some draft picks that were being swapped so like just say I want a draft pick off you guru and it was third pick. So I would call you during the third round and go, I want I want blah, blah, blah. And then you'd pick him for me and then we'd do a, a trade at the end of the draft, right? But because the, the site was just fucking jumping all over the place, blokes weren't getting those picks and it was auto-drafting. So I just think you need to be set up, prepare to succeed. That's where I think what we do with the butcher's paper is so good because if the site does shit itself, you've got it all on paper there. You can cancel it and you can just do it yourselves. You can go and put it in over the next few days and you just need to be prepared because the worst thing that can happen is you get halfway through the draft, you've shown your deck of cards and then all of a sudden it shits itself. You've got to start again and everyone knows the guys that you've gone after. It is an absolute nightmare. So you, you actually have a destination draft, don't you? All the boys catch up over a weekend and do a draft all together. Yeah, we all go down the south coast for, like we, a lot of us go straight down, you know, 
Thursday night. We don't draft till Saturday. Um, weekend. Yeah, oh, mate, it's fantastic. We've got a couple of boys who are real estate agents, so they can't leave till, you know, Saturday 1 p.m. So we normally have it around Saturday 4 p.m., around that time. Um, and, yeah, it's, it, mate, it's a cracking weekend when you get away. And, you know, everyone wants to talk Supercoach Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning, but you also don't want to show your hand. It's a really – and, you know, I, 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 I do it every year. I tell everyone that I'm high on someone or that – you know, I'm low Play on games. this person. Yeah. Oh, you play, mate, it's fantastic. You don't know how Leading to read into people. Path. It's it's brilliant. I have like I um I'm pretty sure last draft I sat there and spoke a heap of shit about um Harry Grant that he's you know he's never gonna make this trade to the West Tigers. The uh, NRL this is you know, the NRL is, is run by fucking Fred Flintstone. They're never gonna make a move like this. And then I managed to get him and thank God the trade went through, but it's just it's so much fun, mate. There is nothing better than the the, the weekend getaway and you know, I yes, there that. was. If you if yeah. you can do that, guys, if you can get everyone in your league and have a trip away and do do a live draft together, maybe you get a big board and you do it manually, and then you and then you put in the teams later on on the site. You just draft on a big board, big whiteboard, something like that. When you're all together, if you can do that, that is definitely the best way. And like we we we've added in something new this year that. Defending champion, they get to to decide the draft order. We've always just drawn out of a hat. This year, we're going to do a set of challenges. Um, so That's everyone has to be there at three o'clock. There's one hour, and you, you've got all these challenges you've got to complete, and it sets the order. So, and, and we don't actually know what the challenge is yet. He's still deciding. But some of the ideas we've had have just been fucking sensational. I can't wait. I threw up the idea the other day that we all go to the pub. Everyone puts fifty dollars into a pokey, and you've got ten slaps at whatever amount you want. And that sets the draft order from top to bottom. Like I think something like that would be fucking sensational. It's uh, well, great it, minds think alike, Guru. Because what I set up for my league is we had a draft challenge day, and it was ten challenges over the day. We had beer pong, Billy Madison. Day, we had a day on the punt, so it was fifty bucks each to see how much you could make on the punt and on the whole day. We had a pokies challenge, twenty dollars in the pokies for an hour, see who came out with the most. We had cornhole. We had footy skills, so it was the longest dropout, grubber for accuracy, passing for accuracy, footy golf. Um, then we had a poker night at the end of the night. It was a huge night. We hired a bus. The bus drove around to all these different locations. It was full of piss. It was an epic day. And then we kept score on a big whiteboard. And then where you came on the draft challenge day is where you draft. And it was the best. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mate, there's another idea I've heard too, um, a game of Kelly Pool. If you happen to have a, um, a pool table nearby, have, have, have you played Kelly Pool? No. So essentially, you know, everyone gets a ball. Everyone gets a number on the table. And whenever your ball is sunk, so any, so you all take turns, anyone can hit any ball they want. But as soon as your number on your ball is sunk, so if you're the first ball to go down, you'll be last pick. Yeah, if you're the last ball standing, you'd be pick one. So 
it's sort of up to you when you're playing pool. Do you do you protect your number or do you try and target others to get rid of them? And it makes it really – and, like, of course, you don't – when you're targeting a ball, you don't know whose it is as well. It makes it really interesting. Well, you could, you could even add that in as a challenge amongst other challenges. So just say you – get uh, your ball gets sunk sunk first uh, you get 12 points and the last ball sunk gets one one point or vice versa so if you're playing for more points uh, the first ball sunk gets one point and the last ball gets 12 points and you add that to the tally on on the board the only thing we're worried about is that if everyone can make it obviously it's hard to get 14 blokes together for one weekend you know a few of them have kids and whatnot but that's why we were sort of trying to put the strategies in, uh, sorry, the the um the challenges in, so that it's something that we can potentially you know record on a phone the weekend before or whatever. But I I think you're crazy not to do some sort of challenge or whatever if you can do it, if you can get the blokes together or work out the logistics of it to set your draft order. It's so exciting, isn't it? Well, the boys are a bit. They were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And after the day, the the day after the challenge, everyone was throwing out ideas for next year's draft challenge day. It was that good. Um, and we, we have a $300 buy-in, and that buys booze and punt money and everything for the day, food, whatever we're doing, the activities. So it, it was just so good. It really was. And so the way that we're going to do it as well, because obviously if you get pick one, we're a snake draft. Pick one really isn't the best um, uh, pick that you want. You sort of want in the middle if you're a snake draft. So what we've done is we're going to do – and this will have to be manual by us because you can't do it on the site, but it's going to be a linear draft for the two first two rounds. So essentially, if you get first in the draft challenge, in the second round, you're swapping your draft pick with 12th place. So instead of getting pick one and then pick 25 or 24, you're getting pick one and 13 and then 25, if that makes sense. Natty, I'm going to interrupt you there. Let's jump to another one of our questions because this is exactly what we are going to talk about in this question. I can pick my draft position. Am I better going first, middle, or last? Now, obviously what you just said then, you've got different rules this year of how it's going to apply. And it re- the, the rules of your competition, it changes everything on draft day as to where you want to be, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's simple as this. If you're a snake draft, you want to be in the middle. And if you're a linear draft, you want to pick first. What At the same that? time, if you are... You know, if you're in a snake draft, which mine is, of course, if you get pick one, two, or three, you have got that high ceiling guy that you can ride home with. But, of course, if you end up, you know, 13, 14, you know, 12, 13, 14, you don't have the chance to get one of those Cody Walkers, Tedesco's, Travojevic's, but two more genuine players that will be more consistent. It, it sort of depends where you want to sit. Like, I, I we, we were speaking about it before. I think this year... If you were to get pick 13 or 14, I think there's a really good chance that a Roger Tuovasa sex sitting there, and that can be a guy that can be a high ceiling fella, but it all comes down to the rules that you play. And like last year, we played in a champions comp that um, people that, that listened to the podcast last year would be well aware of. And our rules during the season for the waiver wire were that it was it stayed the same as the, dra- as the draft order on draft day. So if you picked... Uh, like, like me, I picked number five on draft day. So I always stayed as five out of 10, whereas other comps I play in, the ever why it goes in reverse order. So it goes, whoever's coming last that week in your competition, they get first pick. So it's a big punt, isn't it? I mean, if, you're, if your waiver wire is set the same as draft day every single week, there's a lot of value in being last, second last pick, isn't there? 
Yeah. It, look, and it's it's hard. I don't like it where you, you do a competition and then you have to pick where you draft. I would rather do something like we did and you're just doing all these challenges all day and then where you come is where you draft. Do you know what I mean? It takes that sort of decision out of your hands. It's a good day on the piss, good day with the lads, and then at the end of the day, it's sort of already laid out for you where you're going to pick. In your comp, you are, you've got a 12-man comp. Your mm-hmm. waiver wire is going to be reversed, so last yes. pick gets first yep. waiver wire every single week. Ideally, if you can land anywhere, what spot are you from 1 to 12? If I, if I can draft anywhere, uh, look, I do like the middle. I do. Uh, if I can, if I can draft at six, I'm I'm looking at. If I can pick any, so I'm looking at. You know, Turbo might slip there. McInnes will be there. Cook Cook is going to be there. So if I get one of those three guys, I'm already, I'm I'm happy with my first pick. And then on the return, you know, you might have, you might have DCE there. Um, like I said, RTS might be there. Um, if you want to take a second rower that's going to have a good year, I don't mind Gerbo, something like that. So I like the middle for this for 2021. I, I think this year, if you can be in the middle around that six, seven, eight, there's going to be enough high ceiling players there that you can get a genuine star. And then you can still collect someone pretty decent on the way back as well. I mean, a guy that stands out for me around that middle range, I, I, I think Cody Walker is going to fall in there somewhere. And if you can get Cody Walker, geez, pick seven onwards, I think you've done really well there. Oh, and Walker and I have talked about this in the rubdown. Cody Walker is one of those guys now that he's starting to edge up towards one of those championship winners. So when you talk about championship winners, we're talking Teddy, we're talking Turbo, Pappenhausen now with the kicking. He's he's sort of like in that elite level. And I've got no qualms with guys taking Walker in the first round. But I feel like he might slip into the second round. So in saying that, if you're later in the draft, you might you might get a bit, a bit of a turn and Walker might be there. It's just, it just depends on your league as well. Every league's different. All guy, different guys have different opinions on different players. You know, you might have a, a Bunnies fan that's just fucking in love with Cody Walker and picks him pick five. You know, you, you just never know. And there's every year you, you have guys that fuck up the draft and make bonehead drafts, draft picks, and um, all of a sudden, you know, value just falls in your lap. And I think this is where it also becomes really important to be aware of the other guys in the room. So to be aware of the guys that they've picked over the last few years, to kind of keep track of it to some extent, to know, okay, where is a Cody Walker going to fall? Who's going to be on Harry Grant? Where will Tom Trevojevic go? Are the guys at the front of the line, are they are they risk takers or are they going to play it safe? Like it just pays to understand the sort of guys you're coming up against. Yeah, 100%. The way that I look at it is obviously – part of having a podcast like we do and having a page is that we've already done the hard work we've done the the ranks and we've sort of crunched the numbers and worked out you know top 20s top 30s and then ranks between positions and and whatever so i just go off i think i would draft each player and then if someone fucks up and someone that i have got ranked higher slips to me i take that i take that player it's as simple as that let me ask you this. When is the earliest time you'll take Jason Tamalolo? I've got Jason Tamalolo at pick 11. Yeah, wow. 
Okay. Can I like I'm assuming last year he would have been around the four, five, six mark, yeah? Yes. Yeah. The game's changed, hasn't it? And we've Wook and I have talked about it on the rub down. It's just you want upside guys. It's as simple as that. You want the nippy guys. You want the guys that in the last sort of ten minutes of each half when the opposition's copping two, three, four sets of six in defense. You want those guys that are gonna break that game wide open. And I'd rather take those guys in the first round than pick up your Lolos, your Haases, Madison, those type of guys. Don't get me wrong, I can't knock you for taking those guys in round one. I'm just not going to approach 2021 like that. I want high upside guys, and then if I can't get those really high upside guys, I want guys that are in positions lacking in depth that are going to get me 65 points plus. That's the other big factor I hear a lot of guys talk about. Personally, I'm not as big on it. I, I sort of look at it a bit more just players are players instead of position, position. But if you can, you know, a Damien Cook like a, and a Harry Grant, they are going to be miles ahead of the next, well, sorry, and Cam McInnes. They're going to be a good 10, 15 points on average better than the next bloke, aren't they? My God. In our hooker rub down, I, I sort of stated that, look, you either pay big cash for a sexy, classy escort or you hit the piss with the lads and you, it's 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and you just pull into a laneway brothel and pick up a dirty street walker because that's the difference in hookers this year. It just drops off the side of a cliff. And I think if you're drafting in pick 5, 6, 7, you want to be looking at McInnes, Grant, Cook. Mate, are you not worried about McInnes dropping off a little bit? I mean, for, for no. me, his states his stats are inflated from last season from playing lock. He's going to lose a lot of base stats from attacking runs. Are you not worried about him? Well, he averaged 79 at hooker and 73 at lock. All right. Yeah. Ow. So, so he's, he, here's some stats for you, bro. Hit me. So, I, by, by the way, as, as my listeners know, I've never been overly keen on Cam McInnes. I've never drafted him and... Personally, I think he's a little bit overrated, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear you out. Try and convince me. So when he was playing hooker, he uh, he led the hooking position in tackles per game, so 49, 50 tackles per game, and he was averaging 61 in base per game. No, actually, no, it was 66 in pure base per game. He moved to lock, and obviously his average dropped, but then he started leading the hooking spot in hit-ups as well. So he's at two points in the season, he was leading the the hooking spot in hit-ups and tackles. And his coefficients of variance is crazy low. And the amount of times he scores over 60, off the top of my head, I can't remember because I did the podcast. The 83%. There you go, 83%. I knew yeah. it was high in the 80s. Uh, it is so impressive. I don't... And also, Elliot's come out and said that he's trained exclusively at hooker. He's not playing hook uh, lock, and that Hunt is trained exclusively at, at halfback, which is great for his average. He play 80 minutes. I don't care if he's playing for the Tigers or the Dragons. I just think he's clearly the most consistent hooker available. And then you add in the fact that he is 2RF dual eligible as well you have to take him first over those three hookers. So so you would be taking him before Cook and before Harry Grant? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, no, I can't join you on that one. The, the duel helps the cause, but I think the upside of the other two is just too much. This is the beauty of draft, though. I mean, if I was sitting next to you on draft day, I, I'd be well aware of that. 
I could sleep on on some of these guys and sort of let them slide. I might even think, you know what? If I know that Natty's got pick five, I can wait till probably pick eight and know that I'll get one of those three hookers. It's a big advantage, isn't it? Oh, big time, big time. And look, they're all going to average between 70 and 75, yeah? I just think the dual eligibility is what pips him over the mark. And because you might pick him up and then later on in the draft, you get a steal at another hooker. And then that gives you the ability to all suddenly move McInnes into your back row. I just think, yeah, jewels, jewels are gold in draft. They're gold. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 